0: Hello, listeners. How are you? This is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to you from the Florida Keys, Key Largo. And uh, how are you today? You know, since the pandemic, whenever in the beginning, whenever I got sick, I always thought, is this, when I started showing symptoms of something, I always thought, is this going to be it? Is this going to be the thing? You know, I used to get, you know, once once or twice a year, I get the cold or flu, something like that, and usually lasts twenty four hours, forty eight, and it's either it gives the stomach bug or something else. It's usually like a headache, a little stomach distress. Uh, Today, it was fever, but it was four hours, and that was it. And uh, as soon as I got it, I thought, oh, shit, I'm, uh, you know, it doesn't mean just because I'm vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get it, it just means it doesn't get s- serious. But I didn't want it, you know, I, I it, it means it reduces the chance of being life threatening. That's one of the main things, you know, the efficacy is a certain percentage and then the 100 percent and not, you know, you could get it and not. Have to go to the hospital. Why this wasn't even like a, a bad stomach thing in the morning, but that's what you think automatically, right? If if um, it's always taking it to the nth degree that one thing, and it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling thinking that you're going to be out of commission. Something's out of your control. I had that with my getting ready to get my surgery done by the end of, in 2020, the surgery on my parotid gland to get that growth removed. And I was just, it was there, it was growing bigger, and I could feel it, and it just kept on bothering me every day, and I just wanted to take care of it. So being ill is different. And usually when I'm if I get really ill, like I did a couple of years ago, I got ill for like a day. Uh, it was about three three years ago, three, four years ago, over, it was interesting timing because it was Christmas break for my daughter and we were closing on Christmas Day and I think it was... I had off on a Tuesday, my normal days off on Wednesday, but Wednesday we were closed. So I had three days off. And I think on Christmas Eve, uh, one, one of these days I got sick on my day off. And it lasted about 18 hours. Stomach issues, I won't get in details. But it so leaves you powerless and you don't even think about it. And one of our listeners, Sean, was telling me about having COVID and not being able to Uh, well, he didn't really talk in depth about it, but he did mention that he was out of work for a while. And it does make you seem powerless when when something out of your control, as much as an illness could be, would, you know, take charge. It's like going over for one of these trips now. If you have to get the 48-hour test before, and uh, when, before you return, some places international flights, you got to take a 48-hour test before returning, and it's a hassle. For one, for another thing, is if you do become up positive, you're stuck there until you're cleared again. So there's really nothing you can do. And if you get a test that comes out says it's positive, you probably how many tests can you get? Fin- uh, is it financially feasible? I'm going to pause this right now. This is the wife calling. I'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Yep. Yeah, there's only a certain amount of... You got to be on the phone with the the wife. You don't want to just say, Hey, get off the... F-. You know, I am doing my podcast. And there are literally tens of people waiting to hear from me. No, I... uh I told her she was concerned about my feelings, oh, my feelings, my my health, and I was too. You know what? Am, what am I going to do? And it, it just and get back to the thing. It just sucks to be out of control, of your own destiny. I guess that's injury, sickness, uh, legally. Uh, there, are, um, it's just, and it, it's right now. It's in, we're in the Keys and. It was a great day to be uh, not feeling so great because the weather was kind of soggy. Started out down, p- pours and muggy and cloudy all day. And um, half the day was, you know, you hear thunder and all that stuff. So we're getting into, it's nice to get into our rainy season. I know I have to cut my lawn m- more often, but it's better. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of the dryness down here. Sometimes you know you like a desert, sometimes a desert, sometimes not. Well, it's always kind of humid, but it doesn't rain, so it's better that it rains. But then you got to worry about the mosquitoes. Well, worry, what are you going to worry? Why worry about mosquitoes? I right? either have them or you don't. And another thing here they have the GMO mosquitoes, I don't talk about that that much. It's been about a year and a half. And they're getting ready to release them. And my gut feeling on GMO mosquitoes, the so gen- genetically modified organisms, was what they what they do is they're making the main mosquitoes that are most involved in human transmittable diseases for you know mosquito to human mosquito borne il- illnesses would be. Uh, the Aedes aegypti—that's a type of mosquito—and other ones, because a lot of mosquitoes, some mosquitoes don't even favor humans. I know it's weird. Some some mosquitoes only exist around humans because that's where they like to feed, or a type of animal they like to feed on. So with the GMO, about gosh, they were talking about this for over ten years, and what the thing was is that they would create a sterile male mosquito, release it, and this way there would be unfertilized eggs. I don't know if there would be eggs. I don't know if you need to have a a fertile mosquito, uh, male mosquito to produce eggs, but I know you need a fertile mosquito to produce offspring. And their idea is to get them to be the predominant ones down here and it would wipe it out. Now that would be changing a link in the food chain. That's not killing all mosquitoes. And a lot of people, when they hear genetically modified, they think, oh, geez, they're fucking around with science. And they don't want it. But the, on the, the only other choice is that they dump a shitload of insecticide. That's, a, that's some pretty bad shit. And they got to really dump a lot in in order to control the mosquitoes down here. Because wherever you have it, and you're in the subtropics or tropics, or you know, in really moderate, almost any place in the world, when you have standing water and the temperature is over 60, you can have mosquitoes. So, how they control it is by dropping um, the insecticide. They thought a little better, more elegant solution would be the GMO one without poisoning humans. And you say, Jim, that GMO is the poisoning of humans. Well, that's assuming, you know, there's all sorts of things. But it's much worse dumping insecticides and poisons on people than trying to intervene in the life cycle of a mosquito. And he made jokes about the G- GMO mosquitoes and stuff like that before. People take it personally to get upset. People get upset about the uh, vaccine. One of our famous vaccine deniers, also Flat Earther, you heard me talk about before. He was telling me and a couple other people at the bar that if they got... he, I don't know where he gets his news from, but that Fauci admitted that everyone will be dead who received the Pfizer vaccine in three years. This is the conspiracy theory that it's there to kill people. The main thing. They just want to kill lots of people. Which, okay. You know, I'm, there's, it's a theory. And so once he said that, I said, you really believe that? He says, well, I got it. And this guy got it over here. And these people got it. So... We were just waiting. I said, okay, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden he started talking about five years from now. And I said to him, and this is real. This is not a thing I thought about saying. I said, you can't say to us or talk to us or ask our opinion about five years from now. Because you just declared us dead. So why should we ever be concerned about anything that would happen in five years? If If... If you're saying that we're dead already. And I mean just looking at him and he goes, Oh well, now I just fucked up one of my talking points. Whenever things are changing and pretty soon and how how long? How long will it be? If he says two and a half years, and so well I'll be on my way out, so I really But if he says anything after three years, I'm like say, It doesn't really matter to me, to you. The same guy that said earth the gym. With the idea that the Earth is flat, and all the lights and everything out there are just special effects, and then the waters kept on there on the globe because it's flat. Because try to pour water on a on a basketball. Hmm, that's just real low tech science. He it goes, it, "It's like the one from Monty Python." where and it's a scene in a, in a movie called Monty Python. Monty Python, for some of you l- younger listeners, was a, a comedic group, a comedy, sketch comedy, out of England back in the early 70s. And you know about all their movies, Life of Brian, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the meaning of life. Guy also, one of the guys from it did the movie, The Twelve Monkeys, or Twelve Monkeys, with Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. And Madeline Stowe. And there was a bit in the movie, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And the main character comes across King Arthur. is looking for knights for his quest. Because he's looking for the chalice, the um, whatever the thing, the, the, the thing that he's on a quest And I forget that. I I was always so full on that. But whatever, the chalice, the Christ from the Last Supper and all that stuff. That's what they're looking for. And he comes across one of these knights and its medieval England setting. And he has a woman on a scale. And he's using scientific method to find out if the woman is a, a witch. And what they did was they strung a carrot on her nose, make her look like she was a hag. And he pulls that off. And he says, well, she's not, the guys that brought her along, he says, that's a carrot on her nose, that's not, she's not a hag. He goes, well, she's a witch. Burn her, burn her. And they're all yelling burn her. But he goes a roundabout way, talking how he's going to weigh a duck and the witch. And if a witch on um, what's made of wood and uh, does wood float, wood floats and a duck floats. And they said, and should, and what they used to do was toss people in the water if they floated. If they were able to swim, they were witches or sorcerers or are in league with the, the devil. Just because you have a little ability, you know. If you're able to do something with your left hand, probably they did that with for witches. But, it's like circular logic where you don't only have a limited amount of science you're allowed to use, such as pouring water across a, a, um, a globe. I can imagine in the creationist um, in, the, in the creationist science class just visioning. If there was a way, I could just do that—the squiggly lines of imaginings. And then you think about them pouring water on a baseball, a basketball, expecting for... But, you know, try to explain gravity to them. There's only two directions when you're near gravity. And that's towards the pull or away from the pull. Towards the pull, you're letting gravity take you down. And away from the pull, you're resisting the pull of gravity. And that's up and down. And up and down goes directly to the core. Of the planet. And that's pretty much it. And that's what water looks for. The up and down. It doesn't look to go left and right. Locally it'll go left and right. If you had a plate and you turned the plate left, yes. But you put it on a flat, flat surface and spread that flat sur- surface over hundreds, thousands of miles. It will match the curvature of the earth. And that's its surface people don't realize that. There's even a curve in a plate of water. There we go. Oh, that's a scam caller, so I'm not even going to take that. Oh, I'm going to hang that up. It's probably saying something that your car warranties... Records that show your car warranty is out. You know, you can save an enormous amount of money, blah, 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 blah fuck. or something, or some tax thing. Holy shit. Has it been getting bad? It's still amazing to me in this day and age that as a person, we do not choose to have... We do have to choose to go and get the uh, identifying materials that make our financial and working life easy and be able to go to education. We have to go and get our social security card And we have to get our driver's license, state issue drivers, other identification, identification cards. But when it comes to credit, they're issued by private companies, and private companies do not have any control over us. They do have control over us, but that is against the, I'd have to say, the spirit of the law, because if someone received fraudulently received credit under someone's name and it's not that person. I would just say, it happened in Texas. I live in Cleveland. I have never lived in Texas. So I'm not responsible for you sending a credit card there, whatever you are, Citibank. You're responsible for it. And I should not have to deal with the repercussions. But you have to deal with the repercussions. Right? How do people get your credit? It's because of weakness in the the infrastructure, online infrastructure, sometimes. Sometimes it's the dirty way of doing it. When I say the old dirty way, it's just copying someone's account number or finding their social security number or birth date and all their passwords. Or other ways, it's online where they're able to hack and get the information. But either way... Someone else was the guardian of that information. When someone asks you for that information, they are responsible that it's kept. And whenever there's a hacking incident or anything, companies scramble, scramble to explain away their liability. So, Social Security, someone in wherever in Texas files for my taxes. I've never lived in Texas. I've never applied for a driver's license in Texas. I don't think I've ever bought anything in Texas. I was a child when I went through there. So there's no physical physical record of me conducting business or something inside the state lines of Texas. So... I had to go through a verification process. I'm not bitching about it. I'm just stuff like that. But the line share. then I got to go and file again and stuff like that. Well, you sent it. You sent information that, I mean, the first thing should have been, oh, I need to get your W-2s. I need to get, you need to go in and mail this in. You have to do it both that way. I'm not responsible. Now, trying to make me responsible, there's, you have the, you know, the government or the government agencies have, a certain bureaucratic way of making you responsible for things you had no control over like right away you have no control of right away you could have a house with a property and all of a sudden right away comes eminent domain comes along and takes your front lawn now they have to compensate they should compensate you that for that it's funny because whenever anybody gets in a little bit of trouble, the legal arguments go to the people with the re- resources to be able to build a case on why they are not responsible. When the someone, almost, there's always a gradient of how much someone is responsible for an action. We do it in arguments, we do it in war. In basic relationships, you can see a quotient where someone's 90% working and 10% isn't. There is, there is, it may not be, it may not be subjective, where you could do it in a tight quantification, but you could do a pretty good estimate. You could, when there's hostilities around, That's where juries, you know, when someone there was assault and you say, well, they started an argument and -and so-and-so threw the first punch and then so-and-so grabbed the golf club. Then so-and-so took the golf club and bashed this person in the head several times. The person gets bashed in the head. They parked their car in a spot that person was waiting for maybe. And they may have said something. So they may be partially responsible, meaning they, they did get in an argument with someone. But the lion's share of the activity occurred with the person that not only got in an argument, but took the golf club and beat the person senseless. I'm going to add senseless to it. I know, it's not a very upbeat show. I shouldn't do that. Because I guess it's because it's cloudy and stuff like that. But I get so excited. You know, it's a half hour before I have to be in work. I just want to get these things out. This is my audio diary. I'm getting ready to go to work. I know what to somewhat expect. I have a 30% expectation of certain people being there. With the weather being the way it is today, I imagine it will be one or two fishermen there. there'll be some of the some of the locals, the happy hour crowd. One interesting thing happened over the weekend we talk about responsibility once again. Over the weekend, a major telecommunications company had a technology failure here in the keys and several restaurants were affected at least four or five that I know of. And the one I work at didn't it didn't have the landline or the business DSL, it would seem and that went down Saturday night we had to start processing it by hand. I think it was I think it was Friday well there's another spam caller coming in'm I'm I'm gonna hang that up again too two six oh but. They didn't have it for Sunday either. And they were going to send a tech. When they talked, uh, the owner talked to somebody, they said they're going to send a tech on Tuesday. Now, Monday morning, I open up. I, I, I go in and I unlock and go in there. And the first thing I did was look at her Wi-Fi. And I saw everything lit up green. And I picked up the phone and there it was. Now, what happened on Saturday night? It seemed to have resolved itself by the end of the night with most of those restaurants. You don't hear about anybody else. And it became an isolated event for our restaurant. And they're saying it's happening at our place. And they were going to send a tech because it had to be something particular about ours. Now, this is where they must think we're stupid. Because they said they're going to do something, they're going to do something, they're going to send send some kind of signal, do whatever they're going to say. It's kind of like one of those guys' water diviners that would walk around with a stick and say, listen, I'm going to do this, I'm going to fix, I'm going to find your water, I'm going to divine water. And it's dry hands uh, using this fort stick. And that's what they're telling us. We're going, to, we're going to send this signal, see if we can clear it up or something like that. So they couldn't do it on Saturday night. They couldn't do it on Sunday. We had shut down for some reason why we shut down that main junction point for the DSL coming in so that we lost our Wi-Fi, we lost our credit card processing, we lost our landlines. And we're writing these old-fashioned 1980s, the the old sliding card carbon. And people look at it and go, what are these? How do I fill this out? Matter of fact, eight years ago, a company... Sent me a shitload of those things. I'm like, who uses these anymore? Why are you giving them to me? It must be a warehouse full. And you say, yo oh, you're gonna, you think you're gonna do what, fifty transactions a year? Here's one thousand. That's what they did. So I had this one thousand. I'm talking about, I think I gave them to. I think they were using them. It's funny. I think I gave them to the, um, the company I work for now. So they were using my old ones I had from a, left leftover from my company. But on Monday morning when I come in and open up, it's all lit up. And there was no tech there. So it resolved itself without a tech showing up. So does that lend itself to something we did or something they did? It sounds like something they did to resolve itself usually things people do don't resolve themselves. It's much like getting a diagnosis for a rare disease. Right? And you're the person that contracts it. And you say, well, all the tests point that it is your disease and before you get treatment for it, all of a sudden, it disappears. And it was 100% deadly. But you didn't get any you didn't get any medicine, you didn't get any treatment. And he said, Well there's no way you recover for it on your own. Whose fault was that then? Who it was a misdiagnosis. It happens. So people are always trying to try to make the blame, right? I just heard my dog barking. I want to thank you for listening. I'll have some more shows coming to you. I'm sorry I waited so late this week. I'll talk to you later. And uh, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. Please follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm going to check on my dog. If you have any questions, please send an email to jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you very much and have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye.